Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hello, internets. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek Podcast. Welcome to the crew of geeks. I am Jose. This is Wolfie. AJ. Eli. And this is Walt. Indeed. And here we are today. We have a lovely episode for you, but first, our normal disclaimers. We are recording remotely, so if there are any sound issues or artifacts, please let us know. Give us any feedback that you possibly can. You can reach out to us at Instagram and Twitter at Get Geek Podcast. And of course, the best way to support your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to your favorite podcast. You can find us where all your favorite podcasts are sold. So please, please reach out to us. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Give us feedback on episodes, future episodes, whatever y'all want. Anything that you want to do in terms of interacting with us is appreciated. We always love to talk to our fans. So please like, rate, share, and subscribe if you enjoy what you hear. Uh, Wolfie, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be getting into today? So we are back to our geek outs. Today we're going to bring to you guys another geek out. Um, And for those of you guys that are new to the podcast, um, thank you and welcome for joining. But a geek out is basically what we just do, what we normally do. The whole reason that we uh, all kind of got together and started this uh, podcast um, was because we geek out sometimes over pizza. Well, that hasn't happened in a while, <laughs> but it's kind of like what we do. And I'm sure what you guys do out there in the uh, digital world and elsewhere, you get together with your crew, you start geeking out over stuff. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> we'll go around the table. We each kind of take turns talking about like what we're geeking out over uh, over the week, the past week, past month, whatever it is. However long time it's you know been since we've uh, geeked out over stuff. Um, and, uh, we just, you know, kind of share in the wealth of nerd. <laughs> so, um, Jose, what are you geeking out over? Uh, I remember a little bit of the origin of the podcast as well as, uh, as an argument about whether or not the last Jedi stunk in the middle of a, of a burger spot. That's the kind of Actually, vibe. Can we get we a little bit here. of a history lesson? That's Walt and Jose. Can can you guys give us a little history lesson on how like the podcast actually kind of started? I mean, that's essentially it, man. We were what what restaurant were we in? Yeah, we, we were after uh, it was after a con, right? We went to a con. Yeah, Heroes we went villains? to the Heroes and Villains Comic Con. It's a it's a little or convention out in Jersey. Right? Yeah, yeah, Fan Fest in Jersey um, at the Meadowlands Complex. And uh, it was all of us, Jose, um, our former castmate from Pop Culture Over Pizza, Mr. Hafa was there as well. Um, Hafa was there also. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, I think we were in the Red Robins, weren't we? Yes, Red that's what it was. Robin. I was trying to remember what burger joint that I used to like sing karaoke songs in when I was like nine or 10 with my, with my grade school friends. It yeah, was, and, and it was and Red Robin. We were we were bugging out over Last Jedi. I think, um, you we're know, we were we were debating the merits of of whether Last Jedi was uh, 
it was it was I, just a debate about Last Jedi. That's all it was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we went through everything then. You know, we had a lot of people just listening into our conversation. I think somebody mentioned, he was like, you know, we should start a podcast on this. And uh, that's pretty much the genesis of it, you know? Yeah, somebody, somebody decided it would be a good idea to give it a shot. And I had done a podcast with a few friends a few years ago uh, called Self-Destruct Cast. That was mm-hmm. not very popular, but it was fun. Um, it was cool did it, to debate. Did it self-destruct? It self-destructed. <laughs> uh, it self-destructed, and it was it was ushered towards its destruction. But that's a whole other story. Um, and yeah, like we 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 just got that idea in the Red Robin. We were talking a bunch of crap about the Last Jedi. I mean, we liked it, but you yeah. know, you know how that debate was. And from there, pop culture over pizza was born. And uh, then we I'm then we moved that on it wasn't to get pop geek. culture over burgers. Yeah, considering nah. I don't really know where we came up with that. And most of the time, we would eat the pizza before the podcast and not during. But <laughs> I think that was a good idea. Him. I don't think our listeners would want to hear us chewing while we're talking and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that's probably the reason why. I don't know. Some of the best arguments are like. <laughs> Last Jedi. I I think it would be better <laughs> if we had video. If we had video while we were eating yes. pizza and screaming at each I other, think, yeah, then I think yeah. then some people would enjoy the incoherence. Throw a, a mozzarella stick we to could, AJ. We could have yeah. yeah. gotten away with that, you know what I'm saying? Badly.com. Yeah. We could yeah, subtitle we, it or something. I don't know. People could lip sync what we're trying to say in our we brands. We have and uh, Eli chuck a, a meatball at AJ and stuff on we video. They wouldn't, be meatballs from they wouldn't even be eating. They would just be playing DBZ. <laughs> DBZ Legends. That's true. You know. So yeah, so that that's how this podcast kind of came around. We we started out as pop culture over pizza, and I think we um we decided at that point that pop culture over pizza kind of um did its thing, and we moved on to get geek and stuff. I think <laughs> yeah. which was a little bit more of a better brand name for us because that's what we do. We we get geeky about stuff. So we also know. eat pizza, but not all the time. Winning. So right, exactly. I think I think. Uh, Pop culture or a pizza hit cultural mass, and we had to move on. It was just too popular. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of getting geeky with it, yes, well, they can start getting geeky with it right yes. now. Absolutely. Let's get to the gist and to the point of what we're working on today. On, working and on my segues. Talk about <laughs> working on my seg. Uh, you feeling your plums? Um, hey, hey, now. <laughs> that's the that's the line that always gets me from one of our early ready podcasts. to take it. Farmer's market. <laughs> so the geek outs that I'm geeking out about this week. Let's start with let's start with an Apple TV show. A nice little Apple TV show. Let's get some positivity into the podcast today. It's the most relentlessly positive TV show I may have ever seen in my life. But it's really funny and it's really good. And it's won some awards. I'm talking about Ted Lasso on Apple mm-hmm. TV. Uh, and so it's a, a little show with Jason Sudeikis. Um, you know, that's produced and released on on um, Apple TV Plus, I guess is the name of the service, right? And yeah. so it's a fish out of water story, basically. Um, it's it's Jason Sudeikis plays the, uh, the the aforementioned Ted Lasso, and he's a, a, a high school or no, a college football coach who's famous for like turning around uh, underperforming college programs, right? Um, and his, his approach is really, you know, he's a he's a good coach, but he's more of a psychological guy. That's where the relentlessly, posi- relentlessly positive stuff comes in. We'll get to that in a minute. So he's a football coach, and he gets invited to England 
to coach a soccer team. Okay, so already we're like, wait, what? Why does that? That doesn't really make a lot of sense. But he gets invited to England to coach a soccer team. Um, and basically, he the whole the whole story is him trying to basically get the sort of get the team under you know get the team um to improve obviously that's always the story of any sports tv show right um and so like i said the show is it starts off so saccharine and positive that like it's kind of like meeting one of those people who's like so positive that it kind of creeps you out a little bit at first (laughs) it's like i don't know if this is real or not you might just be doing this to like get on my good graces um and yeah so Basically, like it stars Jason Sudeikis. Uh, it stars Hannah Waddingham as the owner of the team, AFC Richmond. Uh, Jeremy Swift as one of the directors of football operations. Phil Dunster as like the team's soccer star. Uh, Brett Goldstein, who was in another great show that I saw a few years back called uh, Hoff the Record, which is a, a mockumentary with, with uh, David Hasselhoff. You guys should check that out too. It's funny as heck. Um, but Roy Kent, he plays Roy Kent, an aging soccer player. Uh, Brendan Hunt as Coach Beard, who is his second, his second coach in command. Nick Muhammad as Nathan, who's like the assistant coach. Like and uh, Juno Temple as Keely Jones, who's like one of the team, one of the players' girlfriends slash like uh, does some work for the team in like marketing and things like that. But anyways, so just to get to the, to the point of it, like I said, it's a really relentlessly positive show because Ted Lasso's whole philosophy is just to like always be positive about stuff. You know what I mean? Like this, the, the, some of the players are like really aggressive and angry or like uh, have really big egos. And most of what he does is like telling corny jokes and bringing the owner like little pastries in the morning Um. And it's just, it's just, I don't want to give it away. It's definitely worth watching. If you want to just smile at a show, it's, it's definitely a show to watch. And another thing that kind of makes it really interesting, I think, that kind of adds to the saccharine sweetness of the show is that in the show, Ted Lasso's character is going through a divorce, all right? And as with everything else, his character finds a relentlessly positive way to deal with even divorce. And so the story that I've read is that in real life, Jason Sudeikis is actually going through a divorce with his real life wife. Olivia Wilde. Uh, so it's semi-autobiographical. And also, mm-hmm. the, the saccharine sweet part con- continues to seep in because it was partially her idea to create this character. And she told T- Jason Sudeikis, like, you gotta do this show. This is gonna be your show that people are gonna kind of remember you for. And he's won awards for it. So it's it's a really great show. Dude. Check it out on Apple TV Plus if you want to watch something that's really funny and it'll just make you smile because it's it's just relentlessly funny. And and it it has some cliches to it, but like it definitely um you know it definitely doesn't exactly do what you would expect it to do. So let's get to something else, right? Let's get some other geek outs. Um I actually played some shooters with uh Eli a couple of weeks ago on our live stream. We did uh some call of duty Warzone. you've been on that at all recently uh you've been playing any Uh, Warzone, any other shooters or any probably no fortnite right 
You don't play that no, anymore. No, I don't play that anymore. Yeah. You don't, you don't but play I, I really haven't. <laughs> you sure you don't play any Fortnite? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm very I sure. I can attest to it. <laughs> what about... I can attest to it. You can attest to it. Okay, you can attest Fortnite to that. What about sucks. you, Wolfie? Have you been shooting at your at your television screen Just watching a... Black Ops 4 update? <clears throat> no, actually, I've been playing Black Ops 4. Four, and mm-hmm. it's been quite a delight to be honest with you yeah um, so I, I i've fallen i've fallen back in love with a little bit of call of duty i have but yeah as in a, like this is a semi-generalized geek out because i've kind of fallen back in love with shooters um definitely was a huge fan of, sh- of first person shooters and third person shooters uh all throughout the early 2000s uh and early and early aughts 2010s and all that but I kind of fell off gaming for a few years until we got to the to the pandemic last year. I mean, what what about you guys? Did you guys start gaming more last year when then the pandemic hit? Because I definitely like returned to gaming in a big way. I don't know. Actually, not really. I'm no, sure. <laughs> it's I, I been it's on both. and off, really. Yeah. yeah. I know. Recently, we. Uh, I mean, we, we did some streams, right? Well, I think I, I think pandemic has caused, especially in this household, us to be a little bit more um, busy because everything that we do in terms of school and work is online, and it's it's relentless with the amount of work that we've been getting, both school and work wise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a, it's a very different reality for us when it comes to pandemic and how much time we have here. I got, I got to drag you guys back into some shooters a little bit, man, because I'm itching to 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 jump into some games with you all. I'm rediscovering my tactical skills in Battlefield oh. and Call of Duty Warzone. I had I had Actually, a I, I carried the team last week. I got seven kills in Warzone and we won. And I got the last kill. I like it, it was. I've been totally no, killing it in Battlefield. It's not easy. I got some clips I'm going to put up on our Get Geek Gaming channel from uh, Battlefield 1 that I was playing yesterday. I got a five-kill flank where I, where I like, charged a guy with a bayonet in Battlefield 1, shot three other guys with a, with a single-shot rifle, and then killed a guy with a pistol before anybody realized I was 10 feet away from them to their right. So we have, I, I got some fun clips where I'm basically getting back into shooters again, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, Call of Duty Warzone. I'll get Black Ops 4, and we'll jump on it, Wolfie, if you want, because I've been having a good time getting real tactical with my friends, you know, getting in those four-man teams, putting on the headsets, and just counter-sniping the heck out of people, quick-scoping. Like, some of these clips will will basically describe it better than I can in any geek out, and I'm just going to keep it short. But I've been getting back into my shooters again, and I'm real excited to be to be getting some of my skills back that I used to have, where I used to be a real darn good sniper and a real darn good teammate. But when I stopped playing, all my skills disappeared. So the return of my Battlefield skills. Let's talk about another game that I'm playing right now real quick. Um, Have you guys been playing any uh, fun open world games or anything else recently? Well, not too long ago, I was doing GTA V, and you all remember what that was like. You're usually murdering the heck out of people in that one. (laughs) Stealing military hardware and stuff. My open world piece of fun is I've been playing No Man's Sky. Have you guys played that at all? Or or anything similar to it? I have not checked it out at all, no. I've played it. What did you think of it? I've been... I've been stuck on a planet for a while now because I don't have the resources to get off. <laughs> you don't? Wait, yeah. what planet? Not the first planet, right? 
You got no, no, no. Point? I'm I'm further I'm further into the game, <laughs> but um, I I've gotten like I said I I've gotten stuck in a place and. No Man's Sky is an interesting game because it's, like you said, it's very open world, but you can do whatever the heck you want. There's really no story, you know, in in the sense that drives the thing forward. But you need resources. This is, you know, to get your ship up and and running, to get to places, you need resources. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I'm stuck on a planet where I can't find the specific resource to get my engine going so that's kind of why i've fallen off playing it because i can't get off this freaking planet i've been playing it and what, what is what is no because i i've only heard of it yeah. i actually haven't even seen video or anything of it like what is it exactly so it's on game pass so you could try it real real cheap and easy oh, yeah. it's only like 50 it's like 10 gigs so it's a small game too. It's twelve Which gigs. Which is surprising, is right? Everybody well, knows I have Call of Duty trauma. So, well, no. If, if you <laughs> yeah, you have one hundred and fifty gig nightmares because of Call of Duty. But the reason this game is so small, let's give it a little bit of background. This is actually what makes it kind of interesting. So, No Man's Sky is a game where basically you are a space explorer. You 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 start the game stranded on a planet. And you have to fix your spaceship and explore other planets and explore other galaxies and explore that other universes. Awesome. And it's all procedurally generated. Nothing is pre-rendered. Nothing is created beforehand. Every planet, every plant, true. every animal, everything you see in the game is completely generated at random, which actually makes the game really unique in that, if I remember correctly, if every player that's playing the game online right now searched for like 100 years, they'd never find every planet in the game. So that's pretty cool. Like, it's all exploration. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, every planet you find is basically one you discover that nobody's ever been to before, so you can name mm-hmm. it. You can name everything on it, right? Um, and, yeah, like Walt said, it's kind of a resource management game. Uh, it reminds me of this other game called that's Out cool. There that I played on my phone. You have to find, like, like you know, uh, iron and ferrite and hydrogen to power your ship, um, to power your exosuit, like your life support, and to power your various, like, mining tools. So that's basically the game. Absolutely. And like my, like I said, yeah, my girlfriend's cool. been playing it more than I am. It's a fun game. You can play it multiplayer. It's an MMO, basically. So people can like go to your planet after you've discovered it. In fact, a lot of times when you're playing, you'll be running around collecting resources. You'll see some ships flying overhead. You can wave to them. You can gesture to them. Nobody's ever started working with me yet, but people can help you out in this game or, or they can hinder you. Um, yeah, but it's a fun game they- so far. Haven't What's they up? created like um, federations in the game? Like certain players, they've they've created Ooh. like these huge clans of federate and federations where mm-hmm. you have you know thousands of players that are p- a part of this thing and stuff. Yeah, it's it's very much um, a game where you can kind of create your own adventure, which is really great. It reminds me one of the good examples is there's another game that I play that's similar called Elite Dangerous. I play that more on PC and PlayStation Four. I haven't seen this in No Man's Sky because I haven't read about it as much, but I imagine something similar exists. In that game, there's a whole like clan called, I think, the Fuel Jumpers. Their entire purpose is to find ships that run out of fuel in the middle of space and, and rescue them. That's the entire purpose of a whole clan in this game. I'm sure No Man's Sky has something similar, I would imagine. Huh. Pretty short time. Yeah, it's, really, it's a really fun game. It's space definitely pirates. worth checking out. Yeah, and it's again, it's free on Game Pass, and it's a small download, so you won't look at it and have a spaz out from like how many gigabytes you have to download. So I want to go in there and check be a space pirate. Check it out. Yeah, you can I, be a space pirate. You can be this. a space alien. All kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you can do whatever the heck you want. I will say this: um, it, it's very much space exploration. It does take you a while mm-hmm. to get to different planets. 
you yeah. don't and expect to, to be jumping into into a planet and then and and the great thing about it is that the graphics enable you to actually leave the planet, leave the atmosphere, and go into space. There's that There's no load times, nice yeah. transition. There's no load times or whatever. No it's time. not like you're on a planet one second and then you're in space. You actually have to transition seamless out of mm-hmm. the atmosphere into space, and then from there, if you're going to another planet, sometimes it takes like what five minutes. If, yeah, if it you're, could, depending if you're on hyperspace, without. depending on what speed yeah. you're going at, like there's different speeds, you know, there's like sublight speed, there's like planetary speed, there's like, there's, there's light speed and there's like hyperspace, which I haven't even got yet. No, it's like, it, like I'm looking up at images and stuff and I've definitely seen it, but I've mm-hmm. only seen some images. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any gameplay, but it does look pretty cool. This is actually a very, very quick example, and then I'm going to move on to like my other geek out so we can let some other people talk. But this is a good example of a game that started as a live service and launched a mess. This game was a mess when it launched, but it was so well supported by the company. Um, they really, really like decided to dedicate themselves to improving it, and now it's it's held up as an example of how you take a game that was real crappy at launch and turn it into something special and amazing. So that's another thing to definitely check out, you know, cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. If if CD Projekt Red puts the same level of commitment, then we'll see an amazing cyberpunk in a year. It seems like it. I mean, the latest patch apparently is uh, like really, really fixes a bunch of bugs and they're not done. So, yeah, it seems like they're committing to it. Yeah. So we're going to get something with the amount of money. (laughs) They better. They made a lot. They made more money than ever. So let me jump on my last couple of geek outs here. Um, I'll switch gears and make uh, make this. It's not even a geek out. It's a wish. This week was my birthday, and I was searching and and searching, um, you know, kind of foolheartedly for the, for the Xbox <laughs> Series X. And I'm getting some really really exaggerated birthday celebrations over here. I love it. I love it. I was looking for the Did Xbox Series X on Target. I didn't get it. It was. I, I just want to mention that that I had it in my cart, and I had a controller, an extra controller in my cart, and I was spamming the checkout button, and then it said, you checked out, and I started to celebrate with my hands in the air, and I realized that it took the system out of my cart and checked out the controller, so... That's the experience that I've had so far. Although for our fans out there, it, it, it does seem that the restocks are, are coming back. Um, they there are there is some news, not with PlayStation Five, but with Xbox Series X, that we're going to actually start to see these shortages simmer down. So hopefully, I'll get me an Xbox Series X soon because I really want to jump on the new generation. There, I have an original Xbox One, not 4K at all. Uh, so let me finish up with my last geek out. And um, this one is something that I've been waiting a long time to actually jump in and read. And now that I'm really basically caught up on the anime, I decided to go back. I got myself a Comixology account and I am reading the Attack on Titan manga from scratch, from the beginning, from issue one. I'm going to try to get all the way over to issue 139 on issue two right now. Um, And I will say that it's really interesting. I know, Wolfie, you watch the show and you and I are fans of the of the anime. Um, what you'll find when you check it out is that it's really interesting. The artwork and the storytelling is really rough at first. This is his, this is basically his first big anime, uh, his first big yeah. manga, Hajime Isayama. So and he hit it big. He basically hit the lotto. He basically hit it big with with not so great art, and like it's really interesting. Yeah. I can't say much about it, but I want to talk to you about it eventually when when we get to have like a little bit more of a retrospective on AOT when more of the crew has seen it maybe because we had our episode that was pretty well received uh, a couple of months back, you and I. But there's a 
there's some interesting differences, obviously, between the manga and the anime so far. And a good story behind it when everybody gets around to it or if, if Wolfie, if you decide to jump on the manga, um, is that actually Isayama looked at the anime when it was a production and he decided to change a lot of things for the anime in order to like make it a little more coherent now that he's, I guess, gotten more chops as a writer. You know, because, yeah. again, it's really rough when it starts. Obviously, it's really great. Um, I can't wait to get much further into it. And I can't wait to, to talk to you guys about some of the differences that I've seen in the manga and some of the cooler things yeah, and some of the things out. that I didn't like. So, uh, so, yeah, that's it for me. I'm, I'm geeking out over a bunch of things this week. It's good to get back to geeking out about just about everything. So, yeah, let's pass it right along. Are we jumping on, uh, I think... Yeah, I guess, you want to say a few uh, words? Yeah, I'm probably going to go next. Um, <gasps> I actually only have one geek out, but technically it's a big geek out. But okay. um, basically, Big enough to be one geek out? Yeah, big enough to yeah. be one geek out. <laughs> Better than all I five just, things that I just geeked out about? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Um, it's okay. Um, so basically, I started watching this show called Dark. I, I'm pretty sure AJ and Walt have been watching it too. And well, we've been watching it together. Yeah, we've been mm-hmm. watching it together. Right? <laughs> pretty sure. That's yeah. Pretty sure. Pretty sure they've been in the room with me. Yeah. <laughs> what platform is it on? E. It's so on that our, our 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 audience knows yeah. where to find it. It's on Netflix. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a German show. Yes, yeah, it it's is. a German. Uh, I guess science fiction thriller science story. fiction definitely yeah and um it's very timey-wimey i guess you could say that um season one and season two that's that's where that's what we watched i'm pretty sure we're near the end or we finished season two right yes we're now starting the final season season three yeah and uh <laughs> There's just a lot, a lot to say, right? Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm pre- I, I have uh, something really big that I'm starting to hate about this, and I'm pretty sure AJ and Walt have different opinions on that, but whatever. So I'm gonna, I guess I should get into spoiler territory, right? There's no other way to avoid it. Try and be as less spoilery as possible, but Do it's, it. it's very difficult to discuss the show without spoiling it. Because it's difficult to follow, also, right? Yeah, it's very, it's, yes, it's very yes. complicated. Do it, on do it. So, I guess spoil um, the show. Give in. <laughs> Give in to the dark side. Spoil it. Um. So. Okay. Start at so, the beginning. At the beginning. The at beginning the very beginning. The end, right. The end is the beginning. They start off with. Wait, what? That's that's the mantra of the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the beginning, the beginning is, is the end, end and the, the end, end is, is the, the beginning. beginning, right? So at the very beginning of the show, um, you have, uh, I think you have, Katarina. These are the characters that we're introduced to. You have Katarina, Oric, and Mikkel, and Magnus. That's one family. I I believe that's don't the Nielsen forget Martha. Family. Oh yeah, Martha isn't part of that family. Yes, she, oh, is. God, she is. Are you kidding me? I thought she was. Uh, oh no, my God. she's part of the family. Okay, so Oric, Katarina, uh, Magnus, uh, Mikkel, and Martha. 
those are the Nielsen's, right? You also have Hannah uh, and Jonas. And formerly Michael. And Conwell. Michael, who, um, well, yeah, those are, those are, that's the family. Michael, Hannah, and Jonas. They're the Conwalds. Um, I'm pretty sure they introduced the Tidemans, right? So, they Regina did. Tideman, um, Alexander Tideman, right? Yes. And that's it. Bartosz. No, Bartosz. Oh, Bartosz, yes. Bartosz Tideman, right? And those are the Tidemans. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte. 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 What's her last name? I don't know. I don't, her last I don't name. even know her last it's, name. It's Charlotte. It's Peter. Doppler. Oh, yes. Charlotte and Peter Doppler. Charlotte Doppler. Charlotte Doppler. Peter Doppler. Very German names. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a, a German show. Yeah, it's a German show Um, in German, the German language and dubbed over in English. Yeah. So. Set in the town mm. of Winden, which I'm sure is an actual town in Germany. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty. Yeah. So. I'm going to I'm going to help you out with a quick synopsis of the show. And mm-hmm. again, it's a very difficult show to to um to uh explain. explain. Yeah, because, because it's very complicated. It, it by the time you're into the third or fourth episode, you are completely lost if you're not paying attention. You need to really sit down and watch this. But the show builds starts with the disappearance of a child. Yeah. And it starts with that investigation and it gets down into sci-fi stuff, which Eli is now going to explain as best he can. Yeah. <laughs> is I'm sorry if I messed this I'm up. I'm already intrigued. I'm I'll be there to check you. Just through, yeah, you, just you, through you. Eli's explanation so far. I'm it's in. a very well-received show, right, E? Yeah, it's, it's very... Uh, I think it was on the third season, it was rated 100%. Both season, season two one, and season two, three, two and three were 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. The first <laughs> season was 79%, but it built... Definitely into a, yeah. a spectacular show. So it's like basically, a banshee. Yeah, a, yep, a, a little bit. bit. Yeah. But um try and explain it, please. Okay. <laughs> right. Um I think it was in twenty nine this is twenty nineteen or twenty seventeen, should I say? Twenty nineteen no, no, twenty nineteen right, right? is where you start out with. <laughs> yeah. Right? And basically what happens is three no, a kid goes missing and people are going crazy over it. And there's been rumors going on around how um, this has happened. Before. This has happened before um, in 1986, mm-hmm. right? 33 years before. Important number to remember. Definitely. Um, and Jonas and the rest, Jonas and the gang, which is Jonas, Bartosz, Martha, Magnus, uh, Magnus. And Francisco uh, every now and again. Francisco, which is part of the Tinemans. Um, no, 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 no. Doppler. No, part of the Dopplers, right? Yeah. So they're the gang, basically. They they go to school together and all that, right? Very Stranger Things type, Very right? Stranger Things, definitely. Um, And basically, they, I guess... Oh, wait, and Mikkel, Mikkel, which Mikkel. is very important, right? Yes. So they have Winden is a is a very small town. Everybody knows each other there. They have a nuclear plant there, but everybody knows each other there is a very very much an understatement. Um, but uh, they all know each other, and I think that what they the kid who went missing he left behind I think like a uh, his whole uh, stash of uh, coke. Or something. Yeah. So, 
tell the audience where this phenomenon occurs because that's the most important part of the show. The cave. <laughs> the cave, right? I'm confused. And that's that's where he hid his stash, right? Um, tell me if you you have no idea what's going on because this is I'm having. Trouble I don't, but it's all, it totally okay because every single piece of information is still like I want. I still want to like. There's coke involved. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually weed, but oh, weed, oh, weed. Yes, yes, it's weed. Oh. weed well, whatever. drugs. Drugs. There's right? drugs involved with kids. So, German drug use. So. I'm basically gonna explain the first episode. German drug use. Um, yeah. right? They go to get the the stash at the cave. At the cave, and then some loud noise comes from the cave, mm-hmm. and then they start running, and then Jonas, who is left with Mikkel, Mikkel is an annoying little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, Magnus's brother, brother. and Martha's and Martha's brother, brother. Mm-hmm. right? And he's also a very Houdini-like person because he's uh he likes he likes magic. Yeah, he likes magic and stuff. And they're running. They all get split up, and Mikkel disappears. And that's the end of first episode. So now we have two kids missing. Yeah, two kids missing. And then mm-hmm. later on in the show, I think it was, shoot, who else was it? It wasn't um, Jonas next, right? Which, that's spoilers. No, it was Jonas It next. was Jonas next. No, there was one more before him, I think. All right, it, it really it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. People, <laughs> right? people disappear from this this place all the time, but there's a very specific reason why they disappear. Yeah, Eli. So uh, everybody is just wondering why this has happened. They know they've been through this since it was 33 years before, so they know about the disappearances earlier, right? And um, everybody's going freaking out about this, and they want to discover, especially some uh, kids like. Uh, Jonas, and then you have the father, Ulrich, who's absolutely going crazy about yeah, this, too. Because he lost his son. Uh, a so kid like... gets discovered. They think it's Mikkel. Wait, what? Yeah. King, yeah, M- Mikkel, right? They think it's Mikkel. They think it's Mikkel, and then they find they find it's a dead body. And apparently, it's Ulrich's brother from 1986, who was presumed missing. But remember, how is the body, what does the body look like? He has like a blindfold, and he's like no. completely. It's pale. not a blindfold. His oh, eyes yeah. are burnt. Dude, his he eyes got smoke. I keep forgetting about that. I get mixed up, right? He got smoke, this bro. This kid is absolutely. His eyes are burnt out, and they find out that it's not Mikkel, and it's obviously Mads, Oric's brother. Um, not Mad Dickerson. Yeah, so his. Uh, it's funny because there's a Mads, there's a Mikkel, and there's a Nielsen. Mads Mikkelsen. So. Yeah. Oh snap! It's Matt it's very listen. weird, but he'll probably show yeah, up. It's very weird. Well, the show's over and now, isn't it? I believe. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's okay. three seasons. Yes. And so later on, Jonas goes and he finds out something that he's not supposed to. There's actually a time traveling corridor, I guess you could say, or no, no, not a corridor. Really? A little like tunnel a in the cave. Yeah, it's like a cave. It's like a portal. Tunnel. Yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's there's actual door that um, once you turn in and go in, it leads you into that corridor that and you have a two way. It brings you to a fork in the cave. Yeah, you can either crawl right 
or crawl left. And that's which significant one the, because which one goes to the upside down. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, it no. can either send you oh, like 33 like years mm. in the past or 33 years in the future. Really? really? Stranger oh, Things. Yeah. It's so funny because the number 33 is a very prominent number in esoteric and conspiracy world culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They probably knew that when they were writing the show then. I would imagine. Very much so. So yeah, interesting. Very, I'm very... all in. So what are the I'm areas in. that we eventually find ourselves in? We find ourselves in 2019. 2019, 1986, 1951. No, 53. 53. 53. You have 2052, which is introduced in season two. Yes. Or at the end of season two. I am all in. And don't forget 1920. Oh, and one second you're gonna be completely confused for the rest of the show and <laughs> one thing that aj did was the lineology because oh shoot okay. things get crazy yeah, yeah i don't i don't want should i say it no 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 probably not. just know that less spoilers because i'm super interested now okay okay <laughs> just know that for a, if you want to if you ever find yourself confused, look up on Google Images this one thing. You will find multiple versions of it. Let's put it this way. This show puts Ancestry.com to shame. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Um, Damn. Eli, continue. Yeah, right. And Eli's got us all excited for this show, really. <laughs> I mean, just hearing him talk makes me want to re- rewatch season one and two again yeah it's, it's a really, yeah i'm, really I'm good super show, super intrigued but it's very complicated right it's very confusing uh not if you can follow it and it plays with time rules i love shows like that in a very very interesting way i like mm. a lot of details believe- in shows like wasn't there a, a point where we saw three versions of the character on the oh, s- yeah, yeah. screen at the same time technically right? we saw wait, wait. Wasn't different ages. It, wasn't it that guy that different ages all interacting yeah. with themselves okay. at the same time? Let's just time. put it this way. For one episode, I guarantee you, you're going to see two versions of a character in the same time. Multiple times. Multiple Like times. Back to the Multiple Future. Times. Multiple times. It happens all the time. It happens. Like yeah, Back to the Future, Tiny Wimey kind of stuff. Back to the Future rules. Though. Or Endgame. It doesn't follow Back to the Future rules. It doesn't follow any of those rules. Yeah. It follows, I guess, its own yeah, rules, it's right? Its own set of rules, yeah. and it's it's very uh, science based. Like they use a lot of different theories and stuff. Like I remember there was this one point that where they brought up, um, it's like Mass Effect or the Higgs, the Higgs boson, the Higgs field, the God particle, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that, right? That's the Higgs boson. And yeah. really, yeah, I'm even more in now, bro. But that wasn't even half of it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that it, wasn't it gets even deeper. Yeah, it gets deeper. Should I? No. This what show is a literal rabbit's hole, and it starts at the cave. It's multiple rabbit's hole holes, if you really think about it. Well, the cave is the rabbit hole that spans across time, so technically it can be all those holes. Yeah. And should I just... 
I, I don't you really shouldn't know spoil how to it. go into this without yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think we've given <laughs> Yeah, no, at this point, definitely don't spoil it. I retract my statement. Do not spoil it. Do not fall prey to the dark side. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do this to me. But what do you think of the show? Because okay. there's a point. Let's wrap this up by your thoughts on the show and your specific annoyance with the end of season two. Someone. Good. Without spoiling it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I was going to say, like, easy with that stuff. All right, go ahead. <laughs> So season one and season two were absolutely phenomenal. The character development, well, wow. It, you know what? Character development was amazing considering they have that many characters, right? And um, mm-hmm. you really got to give them credits, credit for that. Um, the story, the world building, I guess you could say is it's good, but it's very complicated. There way too, there's too many, too many stuff going on that you won't even be able to understand it. I love it. And then you I have to like connect that. the faces to their past and future selves, depending on what time you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it it's confusing, but if you're into sci-fi, that's definitely a show you really want, really, really, really want to check out. Right after you watch the Expanse, uh, <laughs> Wolfie. After you watch the Expanse, of course. After you watch the Expanse, the Expanse is obviously. <laughs> Yeah. This show sounds like it's relatively yeah, yeah, short. Yeah, though, I know. So I need to watch. I need to watch. A I good know, push I know, through. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's well, only it's only eight episodes a season. So oh, okay. Twenty four episodes, basically. That's about about hour long episodes. Um, is that is that the format? About hour long yes, episodes. Yeah. Okay, so that's a relatively brisk show yeah. to get through. Yeah. All right. And um, all right, all right. There's this last thing. About season mm-hmm. two, I'm not gonna go into detail about it because it's gonna completely screw up season three for you guys, um, in terms of spoilers. But I just don't like where it's going now. It's good. I I like the show up until season two, up until the end of season two, because hmm. I you feel I mean, like that's not necessarily. You can give it, it a chance is, to see. You know? Spe- you know what? It makes sense, know, especially like, given who the main antagonist is and why he's doing it. I know, but I just don't like the fact that it's going into that uh, that um, that playing field because it's <laughs> it's then it gets too more. It's it it gets completely even more complicated, and it's just. I, I don't feel that people can actually do it right if... Uh, I, but only Marvel but can do it right because no, Marvel's no, 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 the golden no, 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 no. boy of uh, well, media. To be I honest, seen it, but the third Marvel season was apparently well-received, so maybe maybe know, it's best it, to it give it a shot and see where it goes. I actually love when shows throw in these crazy yeah, wrinkles because it's a challenge for the writers. I actually love stuff like that. I mean... They've done that in some of my favorite shows, including stuff like Attack on Titan, where they throw in these crazy twists that you don't think are going to work. And I like to see where it's going to go. I'm definitely going to check this show out, though, because we've been looking, me and my girlfriend have been looking for some good sci-fi since The Expanse is not on. And uh, shows like Upload are in high, are, you know, waiting for their second season. That's like a fun little sci-fi show. So I definitely want to check it out. I definitely want to check it out. It is a good show. I like that show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely good. All right. I'm pretty sure that's it for me. Um, AJ, right? Okay. Do it. So, I have three. One or two will probably be shorter than the one, but I'll start with I finished. 
American Horror Story, at least until the new season comes out. Wow, it was really great. And I didn't expect the, uh, because, you know, you have everything that interconnects and builds up to the apocalypse season. I didn't expect, because that seemed like the high point and where it would end, but it doesn't. And it goes on to go into, like, the 80s. And I, I was like, okay, this is kind of odd, but why, what, what, why are we now going here instead of, like, the aftermath? Well, I mean, we kind of know what's going to happen because of the way the apocalypse season ended, but... It was, it was kind of weird going from that to the 80s, but despite going to the 80s, it actually was pretty cool. And especially because there's this one character that is probably now one of my favorite villains. His name is Night Stalker. <laughs> He's just, oh God, that guy is. Wow. Anyone named Night Stalker is awesome, period. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah. And just, oh God. What they do to this guy is horrible, but he kind he he deserves it though. He deserves it. <laughs> it's just some really good stuff. Um, I'll wrap up that. I, I I enjoyed that series a lot, and I can't wait until season what? I think it was nine that are on Netflix, so it'll probably be season ten that comes out next. Probably. Hmm. The next thing. I have been catching up on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Such a good show. Yes. So hilarious. So amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wait, where, where are you at? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you at? By far. Are you are you I just broke into I just broke into Jotaro. Oh, so that's the Stardust Breakers storyline. Jotaro, Jotaro yeah. Kujo. Still on the first season, man. Oh, Which, <laughs> by the way, as you guys know, in that that's the same voice actor or uh, Wolfie. That that Jotaro voice actor is the same voice actor as Levi in Attack on Titan in English. So amazing voice. I actor. remember you mentioned Jotaro that before. Kujo. Yeah, you mentioned go ahead. That. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, I've loved this show. So go ahead, AJ. I want to hear what you think about it. Like, so I'm not gonna get into the the Jotaro uh part because they, they just introduced stands I'm, I'm probably gonna talk more about that when i see the rest of it but i like the hamon basically power. yeah the ham, i i left power. off when i first left off it was when joseph the son of john or rather the grandson of jonathan I left, I left off when he was initially going to track down the Nazis to get Speedwagon back. <laughs> Speedwagon. What was the, what's the name of that Nazi alone. dude's name? That's like a hero on the show. Stroheim. Stroheim. And that's another thing. I did not like my... Uh, I remember half of maybe mentioning this or maybe it was uh, you, uh, you, Jose, or Eli. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still can't fathom how they actually managed to make the Nazis the good guys. Because <laughs> Dio's that much worse, and those other guys are that much worse, I guess. 
Yeah, they made Stroheim a good guy, which is just weird. <laughs> God. And the voice actor is amazing wow. in English. <laughs> Stroheim! Oh. oh, I've been watching it in dub. I, 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 I mean, not dub, sub. I, I actually can't stand watching it in dub. Yeah? But really? This is, a, it's this is the one it's show one I can shows. only watch in sub. Spoken like a true anime. It, it's funny because this is one of the few shows that is touted because of how good their dub is. Yeah, compared to really? like other anime, it's one yeah, of it's well, one of I those mean, that huh. hits the mark on both. You know, like uh, like Attack on like Titan it's is another extra, one that's Like it's it's too. so like hardcore, over the top, extravagant uh, kind Bebop. of shows like that. You know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Cowboy where the English is, dub is probably the gold standard. Cowboy Bebop is probably the gold standard, but when, for yeah, this English one, like watching, from reading though, online, I'll, I'll watch huh? it with you guys. When you watch, when you do the rewatch on dub, that's when I'll jump in and watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch okay. on sub, because yes. I want to get to some of the some of the stuff. The Actually, sub, yeah, I, the stuff on Netflix only goes as far as Stardust Crusaders, and if you go on like Crunchyroll and stuff like that, you can get into deeper and later seasons beyond that. Which, but but that's only in the sub, not in the dub seasons. Uh, I'm watching this on Hulu. There are two or three on Hulu. Yes, should be should be three. I think three because you got the you got the Joseph, the Jonathan, and the Jotaro storyline arcs in that, right? Yeah, and I think it might go further beyond that since normally an incarnation will go half halfway through a season. No, so it, it last last season, quote unquote, was Jonathan. His story was half the season, and then the other half of the season was Joseph. So now I'm guessing season two, half of it's going to be Jotaro, and I think the next one after this is Giorno. Giorno? I I don't know. I don't know too much about Giorno's arc. But that's I know not that he's... on. I don't think that's in an, in the Ooh, English right? dub. So yeah, you definitely have to go into the subtitle um, for that because after you get past the Jotaro Kujo sure stuff, Jotaro. that's that's all on Crunchyroll and stuff like that. That's another couple of seasons. Well, yeah. I watched up until that first incarnation died, right? Yes, which was With... weird because I I was like, how do you kill off the main character? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, now Thanks I for understand. the spoilers. <laughs> You know. Yeah, man. That's so, like oh, when he sorry. told me on Game of Thrones. Season. Well, that's the first season. Yeah, but I yeah? don't think he's finished the first season. Oh, okay. That's like when you <laughs> told me about guys. Game My of Thrones. Bad. I'm in the phone. Bad guys. <laughs> anyway. You know AJ, I'm usually AJ. pretty good with this stuff. I, <laughs> I screwed up. I'm, I am moments, human. man. <laughs> anyway, I guess just to wrap this up, so far, huh. I think my favorite incarnation of jojo's is joseph because whenever he's beating uh his opponent he always just like leads them into this like the next thing you're gonna say is jojo why did you do this and then the guy says jojo why did you do this and then that's basically like the punchline to him beating them it's just so great i love how (laughs) cocky he is it's hilarious i like he's he's my favorite joe star as well so far, so far. Although Joe Turo and, and, oh, yeah. and Joseph are also very cool. Yeah. Uh, my last geek out is in the mobile realm of gaming. Mm-hmm. Recently released was a game. And it is called Godzilla Destruction. 
And so basically the premise of this game is that you're playing as Godzilla and you can unlock monsters later down the line like Mothra, King Ghidorah, you know, more of the mainstream characters. There aren't uh there isn't a huge roster yet, but I'm sure they'll like with updates and you know, they'll they'll come out with more. It's interesting. So it takes elements from the Godzilla PS4 game where the more you destroy, the more you actually get to level up. And basically it's you you start in like an area of Japan. Well, it starts in Japan. You can go to other continents later. You start in an area and you have to get through waves of, uh, you know, infantry, uh, you know, like uh, I believe they're often called the Earth Defense Force or basically you're, you're, you're getting through waves of like tanks and aircraft and whatnot and then no jaegers once you complete no no none of that at least not yet (laughs) i'm waiting for the crossover once you get through all of the rounds you get to the last round which is where you get your boss and i actually got through the first area the first boss is the super x and oh my god it is so freaking hard (laughs) What kind of genre of gaming is No, is not Monster X, okay. the Super X. Okay. It's okay. Let me let me clarify here. So, starting in the Heisei era, they needed to find a new way to fight Godzilla because they didn't have the technology to make things like Mecha Godzilla 2 or Mecha King Ghidorah yet. So, what's their first instinct? Let's make a ship. And so basically, The first incarnation of the three is called the Super X. And it's basically a a vehicle, an aerial vehicle that's designed to fight Godzilla and take his attacks. Okay. My God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I came this close to dying. And the, the, the sucky part about it is you level up your attributes as you win stages. Godzilla is so slow right now, so I had to dodge these, like, beams and missiles that were, like, literally a centimeter away from me, all while juggling the small amount of health I have already. (laughs) It was so hard, but it was so fun, too. I I gotta give it that. Like, like, oh, my God, it's it's about to get me. (laughs) I gotta go. I can can imagine a cartoonish (laughs) Godzilla, like, running in terror from laser beams, like, ah! with like wide eyes even though i know that's not what the game is about i want to play this now this sounds really cool yeah it's great um uh, as far as the genre goes give me one second i'm gonna look this looking up at on the, looks like a top town type of really game. i'm just i'm looking at a quick polygon review um, just to get a little more information about it, and I love how they break it down on Polygon. The draw of Godzilla Destruction is incredibly simple, Well, I'll explain, which I'll explain with two key points. Number one, he big. Number two, he smash. That sounds like a fun game to me. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like Top Town Destruction. Cool graphics. Like, it's like a top-down rampage-looking game. 
kind of or like the yeah. old Godzilla game for was it Xbox where you where you kind of like went over a top down city and you had to fight the other monsters in the city. I can't remember what the, what what it was, but we played it a lot back in the day. Oh man. And you could like yeah. choose different monsters and fight each other, or or, or destroy the city together. Yeah, that remember. sounds like Godzilla Save the Earth and Godzilla Unleashed. Yes, I think it was Save the Earth that we used to play a decent amount. All right. Yeah. Tell us more. So I'm just that, that was really all I had to say about it. Um, mm-hmm. All I'm going to say to to kind of wrap it up is, if you like Godzilla, if you like wrecking cities. If you like mobile gaming, and if you like running away and clinging to your life with, like, one health bar left, this is the game for you. Download it. It's on the App Store. Never do that. Do it. Just do it. I just did. There you go. I just did. Now it's downloading my 270 megabyte file. But I want to get that, guys. Instant download. On the podcast, <laughs> do it. All right. Um, yeah. I guess I'll go next with my my quick geek out. I'm only geeking out on one thing, but I think it's something that you guys probably know. Um, I'm very much into. Uh, I'll preface by asking you this, and I'm gonna try and channel my best Chancellor Palpatine voice while I'm doing it. Have you ever heard of the tragedy of Yasuke? <laughs> yes, I have. So, this, this is a show that's on Netflix. Um, it just recently came out on April 29th. Um, mm-hmm. Very short in nature. It's a six-episode series. Um, the episodes are about an hour in length. And, of course, you guys know my love for anything samurai. So this is something that I would naturally gravitate to anyway. Um, but I'm intrigued because, you know, this is, this is a, a character that has shown up in other different places, not just in the show here. Um, it's shown up, obviously, in anime and manga. Um, it had, the character has been featured in video games such as Neon. And... Um, this iteration is the, the main character is voiced by Lakeith Stanfield. And if you recall, Lakeith Stanfield, sorry, Mm -hmm. I I apologize for not saying his name right. Great. And if you, if you remember shortly before his, his, the tragic news of Chadwick Boseman passing, Mm -hmm. he was set to star in a live action adaptation of the character as well. Um, I don't know where that project is right now, but I think um, after watching this, I would love to see more. Now, before I get into the show itself, I I feel compelled that I have to give you a a history of Yasuke, the historical character. Um, But it's interesting because the history of the character lends itself well to adaptation because Basically, you only have three years of recorded history for the character anyway. Um, The character was brought over to Japan by an Italian Jesuit 
Um, it's not clear if he was brought over as a slave or as a free man, but it was clear that he acted in the vein of a bodyguard for this person. And it's significant because his interaction in Japan, where he got into a fight with another samurai, was witnessed by another historical figure in Japanese lore, in Japanese history, I'm sorry, Oda Nobunaga, who is famous Hmm. for being the man that unites Japan, the first person that tried to unite Japan. And he's he's legendary in the fact that, you know, he brought free trade, free thinking, um, but he is also notorious for the amount of brutality that he used against his opponents in uniting Japan. Sounds like a Japanese so, Genghis Khan. Yeah, progressive in, in, a, in a sense. In a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that interaction where he witnessed him fighting another samurai got uh, Oda very interested in Yosuke, the person, to the point that he then took him on under his wing and, you know, Yosuke served kind of like a... Uh, not I wouldn't say a mentor, but somebody that you know no Nobunaga would bounce ideas off of. Um, and this is all shown in the first episode of this anime, including one very cringy moment where, you know, right after witnessing the fight, no Nobunaga asks his servants to clean Yasuke because he believes that he's dirty, not realizing the reason that he's black is because he's black. <laughs> you know and that's and that's something that is has been recorded in history as actually happening um the other the other piece of history yeah because you know what this is you know japan japan at the time was a very close society never so you know having before, strangers sure. coming over to that land <laughs> right exactly so he thought you know yasuke was dirty he thought originally that that was ink that he had put on his body, and that's why wow. he had ordered his servants to try and clean him. Um, so again, a little cringeworthy, but once you know the history of it, it, it kind of makes sense why they put it into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece of history, and this is kind of where you end the historical account of Yasuke as a person, is uh, the death of Oda Nobunaga. And so in in historical concept, pre-context, um, Nobunaga was betrayed by one of his generals, Mitsuhude. And rather than losing at his, you know, he chose the honorable way of seppuku to kill himself. And now I'm going to probably mess up this term here. But traditionally, um, Nobunaga had actually asked... Um, had actually asked uh, Yasuke to kind of be the guy to behead him. And there's a Japanese term for that, which to behead somebody. Now, I can't. Right. So the way mm-hmm. seppuku is, is, is that, you know, the, the person who's committing it kind of draws the blade into him and, and kind of disembowels himself. Yeah. And to kind of end the suffering, he chooses another person is usually a friend or a colleague or, or a warrior of the same class to behead him at the same time. You know, that's to ease the suffering of the actual act. And so okay. in traditional forms, in the traditional sense, Yasuke was the person that did it. And supposedly he took 
his head to try and keep it away from Mitsuhude because he did not want Mitsuhude touting the head around claiming victory against Nobunaga. Okay. So these are all things that were put into the show and that was shown in the first episode. Historical accounts have no idea of what happened to Yosuke after that. Um, there's some things that he died at the battle. Um, there's another thing that he, you know, he went on and became a, a samurai for someone else. Um, and that was short-lived again because, you know, at the time there was a lot of warring factions going on given the, the the power void created by Nobunaga's death. So there's not a lot that you can draw from, but it's interesting because it makes it a very good character adapt because you can kind of now take um, creative license to what happened afterwards. And that's what the show does very creatively. <laughs> because, like I said, all of these things happen within the first the first episode, and then you have a time jump of 20 years where you now see Yosuke kind of acting as a hermit, so to speak, and, um, you know, reliving that moment over and over again, and you see that he's agonized by it. Now, the interesting thing is that this anime, being an anime, takes this real-world account and puts in fantastical uh, concepts into it. So you have the notion of magic, in this show mm -hmm. you have the notion of demons and devils in this show you have the notion of daimos that have mystical powers and the the last and greatest thing that it does there are huge robots in this show that samurai okay. fight okay so, so now they're <laughs> I was gonna yeah say you have like ghost of tsushima where it dips into like demons swordsmen that you fight but no robots yeah. weren't in that game that's uh, a little different. The, the, you have soldier robots, and then you have these huge, ginormous, towering robots. Um, kind that, of like Batman Ninja. It's like a steampunk yeah, kind in, of in thing. In a very, in a very, yeah. very real sense, that's what it's like. It, that's what you get out of it. And so, I'm not, I'm not going to get too spoilery into it because I think uh, Wolfie wants to watch the show. I want to watch it too. I'm we all want to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. But you have you have six episodes, and the interesting thing is the first three episodes can also also serve as an entire season right there because the third episode ends in a very real place where you can take that and make it a cliffhanger for the next season. Okay. Um, and so just like I said, not to get too spoilery, as Yosuke is kind of serving his years in solitude and banish, self-banishment, he meets a little girl named Saki. And it's clear that Saki has powers. Um, we don't know where the powers come from. We don't know. Um, but we do know that she's starting to learn that she has powers. And this is where yasuke kind of falls into the standard trope of you have one person that has to protect the child and get her to a specific place and save her from the villains and the bad guys and stuff like that so um it gets very tropey the one thing i do appreciate is that as the show continues you definitely do see an increase in quality not only in the animation but in the fight choreography and things of that nature. Interesting. Um, 
I will say that the show is is created by the animation studio Mappa, which you guys probably should know because they're the ones that yeah. created the final season of Attack on Titan. That's interesting, um, actually, because I've from what I, I was watching some YouTube videos about the animation process behind some of these shows, and I can imagine that some of the animation problems, or let's let's not call them problems, but some of the stuff that's unfinished on on Yasuke might even be as a result of the schedule that they had on Attack on Titan season, the final season, because that show also has some animation that's a little bit of a lower quality. This always happens with anime. You know, they kind of change it in the Blu-ray release and the later releases, the uncut releases. But mm-hmm. anime is famous for having these crazy crunch schedules when it comes to animating these shows. So that probably affected the quality of both of them to a certain extent. Still great there shows. Still great shows. But they do have some animation issues from time to time, I would imagine. There you go. So like I said, the, the good thing is that it, it looks like it it gets better as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. So at least, you know, you don't have that inconsistency where one episode is good, really, really good, and the other one, there's a dip. It seems like it builds on, you know, the quality. Not only, like I said, with the animation, but the fight choreography as well. And there are some very inventive fights in this in the show, and especially the last one, which is very, very interesting. Um, one thing to note also is that actress Ming-Na Wen is in this show. She's in everything. Um, yeah. Nice. She doesn't <laughs> play yeah. a very meaty role, but she plays a very important character in Yasuke's life. So um, she always does. That. She's yeah. always consequential, no matter how long she's in it. She'd be in it for two minutes, and it's like she was in the new and Mulan it almost feels for like 30 it. seconds. And it was like, Ming No One! So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels like it also because you see the character mostly in flashbacks and you're going to get a lot of that during the show because even though it does time jump to 20 years it does take advantage of flashbacks to continue telling the story um especially with yasuke and you know um things of that nature now like i said it does fall into tropes because there is literally called a dark army and the character of mitsuhide becomes the dark general (laughs) So um, I I will leave it at that. It is a very, very good show. There are some things. It's phenomenal. I love them. There are some things that, like I said, I have a little bit of an issue with. Uh, I I don't know if maybe these fantastical elements were necessary to tell this story. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it with what it is. Because, like I said, it's a very interesting story. And like I said, um... The first three are self-contained, but the story continues after four. So if you're intrigued by the first three episodes, you'll definitely want to get to episode six. That's do, all I'll say about that. Do we know if there's going to be more seasons of this show? Does anybody have any As idea? As of this point right now, right now, I don't know. But they do set up in like little cutscenes after um the end credits of season of episode six there is the implication that the story can continue so I mean, that's probably why they did the whole okay. you know the the angle with the fantastical elements is to leave it open to a you know i guess like future seasons and episodes and whatnot because really once you tell the original story what else is there you know. Right. And and so, like I said, um, it, there is a very definitive conclusion to episode six, 
but you know you do leave it open to the the possibility of that story where it's like the ronin you know walking the countryside and things of that nature you know so um there is a chance that there could be a season two but as of right now this recording that we have um i don't see that they've green lighted yet yeah, there's no confirmation. This is from Netflix. First announced in November 2018, Yasuke was developed with a writing team in the United States. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. This is what I should what should jump on. So we're going to series creator, LaShawn Thomas. He was inspired to learn more about Yasuke, regarded as the first foreign-born warrior of African descent in Japanese samurai history after seeing online images from the children's book Kurosuke in 2009. Um after the success of his first animated series, Cannon Busters, with Japanese studios Sate Light and Yumeita, Thomas was approached by Netflix to create future projects. And here it says, a lead writer for the series, Nick Jones Jr., has credited works such as Samurai 7. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is the part where I want to get to. I know I'm going through this fast. It says the series was developed with multiple seasons in mind, according to this here by the creator, LaShawn Thomas. That was a little bit of a long way to saying that. But let's hope we get some more seasons because I've been wanting to see this show as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good concept, um, you know, like I said. And and the thing about it is that Yasuke's uh, history, you could do a ton of things because there's only three years of recorded history for him. So you can take the story in any way, shape, or form that you wish to take it. Um, you have total creative license with this. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a way you go, you know. So that's the thing that I was geeking out over and um six episodes guys go watch it i mean you know it's not it's not a big investment over your time and like i said if you're into samurai and and if you're into anime or both this is a really good thing for you to check out check it out cool check it out am i is it my turn now i think so i do believe it is you're you're not first but definitely well, whatever. I don't know. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least. Uh, right. So, so the you know, this is I'm gonna geek out over something that I've kind of I feel like I've actually geeked out over before. Mm-hmm. But what kind of a geek or nerd would I be if I'm not geeking out over the same thing over and over and over again? Um, so, I'm I'm a fan of like kind of trying to get away sort of from like the uh, digital world. Uh, so to speak, from like social media and so on and so forth. So I'm always trying to like, I'm always doing, I have like a bunch of little hobbies, a bunch of things that have to do with like, you know, just, just getting away from like social media and the internet. And so digital stuff, I guess. Um, okay. Uh, which is kind of, I guess kind of ironic because one of them I can only, use, I can only enjoy with the internet right now. <laughs> Uh, but let me ask you guys: what, what what are your what's your experience with Gundam shows? I'm I'm not I've experienced never enough seen it. Oh my gosh, AJ! You of all people have not seen it. Being a kaiju, you know, master. I've only heard of it in passing conversation, most notably from uh, Uncle Hector, right? Is he a big? Yeah, yeah I, think I think that's I think right. He, I think he was into it. He's into oh, Robotech man. and Gundam, so. So, um, I I'm you know kind of getting back into the whole the whole idea with 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 me trying to like decompress from like the days of you know being you know answering emails, social media, and the whole nine. Mm-hmm. I like to try to like de- dedicate like an hour or so or two to like something where I am 
not on my phone specifically. So I kind of got back to, um, you know, building again. Uh, most, uh, I think the last time that I geeked out over Gundam was when I built uh, the uh, my perfect grade uh, Mark II Gundam. I remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah right. so I pulled out some Gundams that I actually did not finish, and I am still not finished with them. You know, it used to take me like five to six hours to finish one whole model. Now it takes me like a year, year and a half, you know, because I'll do wow. like a leg and then I'll put it away and forget about it. Uh, but I, you know, I, I've, I've created my workspace over here where I record my podcast and my office and do everything uh, work related. And I realize I have like this so much space on my desk now that this is like the perfect place for me to to kind of turn it into a workbench. And so I pulled out my Gundams. I pulled out the um, uh, the Master Grade One One Hundred Scale uh, uh, Barbados Lupus Rex uh, model from Iron Blooded Orphans, and started working on it. And finally, got it pretty much uh, fully built. But it also had me kind of geek out the way that I geeked out over Gundam when I was a kid, which is I would put on a episode of a Gundam series while I'm building mm-hmm. preferably one that I've already seen. So this is just kind of in the background and it just kind of transported me back to like when I was a kid building Gundams and stuff. And the show that I'm, that I'm watching rewatching is Gundam wing, which is the very first Gundam series that I ever saw. One mm-hmm. of the first animes that, that, that really got me into anime. I was always into dragon ball Z. Um, but Gundam wing really got me into like real life anime I was watching Dragon Ball Z on Toonami, and, and I was watching Gundam Wing on Toonami as well. But Gundam Wing got me to seek it out on DVD, and I would, you know, go into uh, Chinatown and buy the actual DVDs because Cartoon Network loves to show you like ten episodes and then start over from the first episode <laughs> all over again. Yeah. So, so yeah, I started buying. And that's also how I started buying Gundams because I would go to Chinatown to get the Gundam Wing DVDs. And found my first Gundam model kit, so then built that. And so, yeah, I'm you know, watching rewatching Gundam Wing. And for those of you guys that don't know, Gundam Wing is, is pretty cool in the sense that it's like its story is dope. The story of Gundam Wing is uh, five mobile suit pilots are sent um, individually to Earth uh, on secret missions to kind of wreak havoc and, you know, kind of represent the colonies on in space. However, each pilot believes they're the only Gundam pilot. They have no idea that there's these other four Gundam pilots and they've been sent on these secret missions, Mm -hmm. um, by, you know, five specific scientists that all have like very unique characters, characteristics to themselves and personalities that are also kind of represented in the, model of the Gundam, like the the Gundam, the mobile suit that they created, the Gundam that they created, Mm -hmm. the pilots that they chose to actually pilot the Gundams and stuff. And so um, it's 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 a unique Gundam series because it's very different from all the other Gundam series. When you watch a Gundam show, typically it's a newbie pilot has like special skills, gets in a Gundam. And he becomes kind of like uh, the de facto savior of, you know, usually the Earth Federation forces uh, against Zeon or the bad guys, depending Mm -hmm. on what, like, um, era of Gundam it is. But it's all pretty much the same. You have, like, the one big ship that is transporting the secret weapon called Gundam. 
and the new type or the newbie that is uh, piloting the Gundam. And it's basically you go through the experiences of this brand new, you know, uh, pilot learning how to pilot the Gundam and learning how to live military life and so on and so forth. Gundam Wing is nothing like that at all, Uh, (laughs) which is interesting for me because being that Gundam Wing is the first Gundam show that I've seen, I, I fell in love with the entire format of the show and the characters and the way that it was developed. And then when I pick up other Gundam shows and realize that it's not like Gundam Wing, I was kind of thrown off a little bit. I did eventually kind of fall in love with like the way that Gundam is created uh, as far as the shows go. But Gundam Wing is very, very unique compared to all the other Gundam series. Hmm. Um, it, it's, it's way, it's, I mean, all Gundam shows are pretty much adult. They deal with adult topics. They deal with like, you know, dealing with like battle and death and the consequences of of killing in battle and so on and so forth through the pilot's eyes. Okay. Um, Gundam Wing is different in the sense that all the pilots, while they're children, they have very, very mature thought processes, mature personalities, and so on and so forth. Whereas in all the other Gundam shows, they're sometimes they're children, they're teenagers, sometimes they're adults, but they're very like. I want to say I don't want to say immature. I want to say green around the gills, you know. Okay. So, um, so like child, so they're like mature child soldiers, and and the other one that you're speaking of, like well, well worn child soldiers. I mean, they're basically. they're they're spy assassins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're, they're like like for example, the main character is Hiro Yui, who is a total martial arts. You know, spy master, the whole nine. He 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 infiltrates the Earth Federation, um, well, the Earth, and he um, he's just tasked with the mission of like wreaking havoc. He's not given any kind of specific orders, and do it on your own. He lands on Earth in his, in, his, in the Gundam Wing. He checks himself into a uh, high school, hacks into the system to create his student profile. Uh, hacks into the system to give himself all A grades, okay. um, all tuition paid, the whole nine, just so that he can kind of <laughs> uh, blend in as a student at the school while going on these secret missions to destroy military bases, to <laughs> assassinate, to, you know, all that stuff. Okay. You know, which is very, very different from like the typical Gundam show, which is I'm, I'm part of the military and this is my weapon and I'm defending you know my 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 home base ship and so on and so forth so and gundam wing is like that and each single gundam is very very unique very different from each other and so um i got like i got bit by the bug the gundam bug again so i'm like building again watching the shows all over again and looking to invest maybe in some new models you know that i'm dying to kind of build um and grow the collection that's pretty much what I've been geeking out over. I would love to see, um, like, the last time if you would maybe want to post some of the models you're working on. Because I think, yeah, yeah, I for think sure. I mean, I, I actually want to pull out all the models that I have. I have them in storage right now, but I kind of want to put them on display um, and, 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 and whatnot, dust them off and clean them up and all that. Show them off. Um, one honorable mention yeah, is uh, a, a manga that I just picked up that I've always wanted to read, inspired by my love of you know, model building in Gundams, and that's a uh, spaceship Yamato. Does anybody uh, recognize it? No, spaceship. I picked up a few mangas. Holding it up so that people can see it. Space I, I, our, you know what? Uh, I think I've heard of it. I, think I have I've heard seen, of it. I have heard of this. Is show, there a yeah. second a second version to that? 
you know, I don't know because I've never read, I've never saw the the anime or anything like that. Uh, it's just it's always been on the radar because they also have these ships are you can you can get them as model kits. So every time I would buy a Gundam, I would see these ships and they look super cool. And I always wanted to get into it, but I've never read or seen anything. So I just, you know, I wasn't super, super into it. Um, but I recently picked it up and it's it's cool because it's, uh, you know, it's it's in the same realm. You know, uh, Battleship Yamato is uh, one singular ship, the last hope of the uh, Earth forces against uh, aliens in space. And it has um, brand new one of a kind technology that allows it to travel at, at light speed. So... Uh, amongst other weapons to fight the aliens and it's got a pretty young ragtag crew on the ship and it's it's very similar to like i would say gundam uh the old school gundam manga mm-hmm. so um if if you if you guys are into to old school manga robotech and gundam i think battle space yamato is a good place a good, a good place to check out good book to check out so that sounds awesome yeah yep. i'm getting into manga lately so that'll be on the list Next, I think, is Berserk for me. I want to read the oh, Berserk man. manga. Berserk. Berserk is insane. That's an investment. Though. Be ready. I saw some of the... Have you seen the... I saw some of the books at the store. It's like, you know, one volume is like hundreds of pages and like 50 bucks. So I can't wait to sink into that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the volumes are compilation. They're omnibuses. So, yeah. They, um, they are. But I think... I don't remember how many volumes there were. I know it's still ongoing, is it not? Berserk is still being. I'm not sure to be honest, but I saw the show. I got put onto it by a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and uh, Berserk is absolutely insane. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. No. Don't recommend it if uh, you're not of age. Um, it's a for certain themes and certain things that happen in the show. Very much so. Very very much so. My wife is actually yeah. all into Berserk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the anime. Damn. All in. Yes, yeah. we've seen we've seen the uh, she's seen the the films, the movies, mm-hmm. the three movies. Ooh, so she saw like what happens. At oh, the end yeah. of the third kind one. of broken down. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh! Um, and oh. we actually did start the the um, original series. No, no, the second series. Twenty sixteen afterwards. I think one the twenty sixteen right? version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen that. It is still so, ongoing, and, by the way. It's, yeah, it's and started that, in October 1989. The manga. <laughs> that okay. that new that new version of uh, Berserk is interesting because a lot of fans hate the animation style. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, hate I hate it. I started it. Um, I did not like it at all, yeah. so I never finished it. So, mm. well, I think different. I think we're kind of in the same place because we did start it. We got. We got significantly into it, but yeah. um, I know there's a second season and we haven't gotten to that one yet. I just want to show. It feels show, like you're pushing through. Yeah, it does. Evangelion. I just want to show Wolfie something. No, this is not a manga. My man. This is a book. Whoa, what? This is based on the Wait, anime. Wait, so left to right. Because, because they can't see. They can't see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is what I'm holding right now is Neon Genesis Evangelion anima volume one and so this is not a manga but this is an actual book it's it's nice there's there is some some uh you know little illustrations here and there cool this is not the adaptation of the anime this is the saga told in an entirely different timeline 
Wait a minute. I have to ask really? Is that just... Are you reading that left to right or right to left? Because that looks like it's we a regular old it. American book. It's, it's a regular, a regular book. American book. That's it's weird. left to right. Interesting. It's so weird. So we just picked this up from Barnes & Noble yesterday. Um, I That's got it really interesting. The boys, I, we have to read it. But um, the here's what it says. Um, what if reluctant hero Akari Shinji had saved the world? What? Wait. Oh, really? You didn't save the world? That's why I have you to watch, say you, you need show, to man. finish the dang uh, anime. Just saying. Spoilers. 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 It's a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. You really got to experience what he went through. Yeah, right. I know. That's but crazy. I'd rather not uh, know any of that stuff at all. That's crazy. Part. I just wanted. I just wanted to bring this up because I know. Um, we have some neon genesis. I didn't know that here. that even existed. Yeah, this thing. Um, let me see when this thing was published. You know, I'm curious actually, since we're talking about some other stuff outside of the geek outs. You know, what what you know. what are you guys starting to get into? We don't have to talk about it, but I'll just say very quickly because um, maybe we could talk about this on a future episode. I got a, I got a copy. Um, Wolfie, I know you read this recently of Hellstar Remina by Junji Ito. I want to check that out soon. Um, yeah, that's dope. And yeah. Frankenstein by Junji Ito is something that I picked up recently as well. That I did see. Just, and I do want to just really up. quickly, this thing was published in 2017. So mm-hmm. 2017. Wow. I've also been watching. They, they love Finland remaking. It's my other thing now. Finland oh, saga. Finland saga is amazing. Really good. Yes. Super dope. What about what about you guys? You want to quickly tell like besides geek outs, what else you guys are kind of starting as well? I wouldn't. I also want to say I'm also on season three of almost on season three of Banshee Walt. I know you're happy about that. Yes, so. I, I can't wait till you you finish that show, and I, I really want to talk to you about it because um, mm-hmm. I, this mm. this is one of the shows that I really, really love as an action series fan. Mm-hmm. I believe that this is probably, if not one of the best, at least in the conversation to being one of the best action shows on TV. Yeah. Ever, I'll, you know, I'll say that um, um, it got at the beginning of season two, it was getting a little convoluted for me for a show that really, really thrives on action. But now they're starting to focus it at the end of season two and it's getting really good. So yep. I'll definitely... Give yep. you kudos it, it, now it that it's starting builds. to get sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it builds, it continues to build, and it goes to some amazing places. Um, I, I'm gonna go really, really quick. Uh, the, the thing that we're geeking out, we're actually gonna be talking about it on our other podcast, um, Cross Gen, the the Cross Gen podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are we are. I I bought the Razer Kishi controller for the specific reason to try out the iOS version of the Xbox Cloud Gaming. Oh, um, cool! We mm, recently interesting. We recently Can't just wait got to hear a, that. Yeah, we recently just got a beta invitation um, to try out the service on iOS, and um, so we're gonna talk. We haven't really gotten into it. I think AJ started messing around with it yesterday yep um he did injustice 2 he did halo master master chief collection right yep those two i did try out forza horizon 4 on it and so um you know it's it's i love horizon yeah it's a very interesting thing i can't wait to hear it i'm I'm, I'm totally into it doing the same for the podcast yeah there you go (laughs) doing the same you know 
The Razer Kishi is a very interesting device because it's one of these things that's non-powered. It's powered by your phone, and you wrap it around your phone, and you have a controller. I think AJ had a little problems with the placement of the the thumb pads, right? It was a little weird for you. I thought you said that you were having a weird issue with the with the controller buttons and things of that nature. No, that that was concerning the lag. Oh, okay. So we've been having problems here um, in our household. Yeah, Verizon Fios kind of knocked out for us. We had a truck hit a pole here, and it just knocked everything out. So um, oh, I man. don't know if that has something to do with it, but there is they some lag controller. that we're seeing it. Yeah. They need so, to use the controller we'll, you're using, you know, apparently, to drive. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so um, that's that's kind of what we've been messing around with here, you know. And we're gonna after this podcast, we're gonna jump into it and, and give it a little bit more of a of a real test drive. Any, anything um, else that we might have for a future discussion I, I, on the podcast? I would probably save it for a future discussion. All right, all right. <laughs> no, all I right. mean, all my geek outs are pretty much like what I'm geeking out over. I, I don't have enough time to. To geek out over maybe maybe I guess just just Battlefield Four I, I I'll play like you know again I, I like shooters because I get to play like you know one or two rounds when I have like a moment you know I need a little break or I want to play like a, a game but I don't have enough time to play more than like fifteen twenty minutes or thirty minutes of a game mm-hmm. um, which is why you know Call of Duty kind of fulfills that for me um, when it's not downloading and installing huge. <laughs> files of updates uh which battlefield seems to to do really battlefield 4 seems to do really well so um maybe i guess that's pretty much it but let me know um, when you jump on yeah, it man. my geek outs is all gundam right are now, you doing so. it on playstation that's or the thing when i when i jump it, it, i'm doing it on a pc oh uh, okay darn. the so thing is the thing the thing the thing is that like it's i don't plan it or time it it's a matter of like oh no i, do I have a little free time before bed and you know if i have like 15 20 minutes before bed i'll play a couple rounds just to kind of, you know, get it out of my system. That's usually when I got so. some free time. So what about uh, Call of Duty? I know we ought to wrap this up, but do you play it on PC as well? Or do you play that on any of the consoles? Uh, Call of Duty, I play on PlayStation 4, but That's I also cross play Call also, of Duty actually, right now, isn't so. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I want to jump on some multiplayer shooting gaming with you guys as soon as possible. Because yeah. like I said, yeah. I'm trying to get my skills back up. So we'll definitely do that. Very, Didn't very we, soon. Um, well, Warzone, Warzone is cross-play, so I think yeah, we could it play is. together on Warzone. It yeah. is. I've been playing I'll, with I'll, some I'll, of my Xbox I'll, I'll make a date. I'll, I'll have a I'll have a Warzone date with you. Yo, with I'm telling crew. you guys, bro, we still got to play Ghost of Tsushima. I'm real upset about that, but I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I can't I can't get into that right now. I can't make the time. <laughs> I can't make the time. I know. I understand. Anyways, I, I think that's the end of our so geek out. Yeah? It is, I think. Did anybody else got anything so, that they would like to add, or do we want to wrap this up for our fans? Well, in the future, yeah. um, probably once I'm done with JoJo's, I'm probably going to either... I have two things waiting for me in Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm either going to restart and go through Narcos or go through another show called The Sinner, which has caught my eye. Oh, I heard about that as well. That should yeah. be interesting. So that's something we maybe maybe we'll get a geek out about that in the future. Very cool. That's a preview for you guys for some of the things that might come up in the future. But let's wrap this up. We don't want to talk about the future too much right now. We hope you guys enjoyed what we geeked out about today. Uh, We had some great stuff. We'll certainly 
share some more of that with you through other medium, through other media throughout the week. I'll be doing some Let's Plays on our Get Geek Gaming channel, so you guys should definitely check that out at some point. We like to do them later on in the week, around Thursday or Friday, so be on the lookout for that every once in a while. Once again, our gaming channel, Get Geek Gaming, YouTube, and Twitch. So you can check out clips on YouTube, you can check out Let's Plays on Twitch. Anyways... Uh, just as we said before, we want to thank any of you out there who have experienced any sound issues of our, or artifacts while we're recording. We have been recording remotely for some time now on the podcast. Uh, so again, any feedback is appreciated. You can reach us at Instagram and at Twitter at Get Geek Podcast. And of course, as always noted, the best way to support your favorite podcast crew is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to your favorite podcast, the Get Geek Podcast. You can find us where all of your favorite podcasts are sold. So please reach out to us again get geek podcast on twitter and instagram or get geek gaming on youtube and twitch are some of the fun ways that you guys can reach out to us so yeah give us some feedback um i want to thank the crew as always for making this conversation fun and awesome and i guess nothing left to say but but the, the sign out i guess right guys so for all of our fans out there and for all the crew you guys, please, until the next time we hear from you and speak with you, stay geeky, my friends. Geeky. Geeky. Oh, geeky. <laughs>